0: There's a ton of everyone. That was my pitch.
1: We are living in a world on fire, full of sickness, disease, and fear. The world has made profit more important than the health of people.
2: Thankfully, we still have a way back to a healthy spirit, mind, and body.
1: The purpose of this Nature Makes the Rules podcast is to let people of all ages know that they can still have a strong and healthy life no matter what the rest of the world is saying or doing.
2: We invite you to join us, Dr. Joe and Eileen, for the Nature Makes the Rules podcast.
0: Well, I wanna welcome back our audience to Nature Makes the Rules podcast with Joe and Eileen Arve. And today we are gonna talk about parenting. We're going to talk about the uh, the task, the privilege, the responsibility of training up a child in the way that they should go. And so without any further ado, Dr. Joe and Miss Eileen, how are you today? And tell us what we're into today.
1: We're doing good. Uh, we're just uh, having fun here with these podcasts and we're loving that how everybody is just really enjoying what they're hearing and how they're sharing it with their friends. And so we're just having fun, especially as the world continues on as far as the the just the truth that nature makes the rules applies in so many different places. And so today we thought we would take the scripture. Um, I have my version, which is from the Passions translation, and I'll read mine. It says, dedicate, it's Proverbs 22, 6, and it says, dedicate your child to God and point them in the way that they should go. And the values they've learned from you will be with them for life. And, and that's really the point of this podcast is that we want to say something today that's going to not just train up our child, but also help them, give them resources for life. You know, we've been loving people and helping them, telling them to download the podcast because then it can build up their own library of truth. And so that's what I love about this, Miss Salim.
2: Right. The the and the point of this podcast is for future generations of our family. Right. That, that's that's kind of our goal for this. Is that we have this for our kids for resources if we you know aren't here or whatever um but also I wanted to say that the NIV version says uh, start off start children off on the way which I really liked how that because I'm I really like the new King James version which says train up a child in the way they should go and when they're older they, they will not depart from it mm-hmm. but the new King James version says start children off on the way they should go and even when they're old they will not turn from it as opposed to depart it's just a little bit more Uh, normal language, you know, that we use. Um, But I really like that because starting off is really what we need to do. And be intentional about
1: it. I mean, again, that's like a broken record, but we really want to say things in these podcasts, especially today and and all of them that you can take. And, And if it's truth, like the Bible and wisdom and experience and the laws of nature, then it'll be true today. It was true a thousand years ago. It was, it'll be true a thousand years from now. And the whole point is that we are to train up our children in the way that they should go. And sometimes it may not be the way we're going, but some, but, but we're going to get into more later that, well, what the monkey see monkey do, you know, don't, don't tell me, don't do as I say, do as I do, um, that kind of whole thing. And so when it comes to focusing on training up a child, Mrs. Arve, what do you feel are some of the basic beginner things that we should look at
2: when it comes to that. And I I don't know if this is hindsight, but I think as an even an early parent or a new parent that you just go, okay, what, what do I want to, to instill in my child? Even though they're infant, do I want to um, have them walk in a certain way? And what, 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 what do I think is important? I mean, I think a lot of people don't even think about these things. What is important to train these children? You know, you, to us, it was like, okay, we talked about Jesus from the very beginning. Mm-hmm. You know, Jesus is, is saturated with everything we say and do. But also, do I want my child to be healthy? Yes. I want. So I want to seek out good information about good foods. Um, I want my kids to just exercise to be second nature. So we are just going to do it all together. So it's a l- lot of these little things that I've been hindsighting, pondering, going, wow. You know, mm-hmm. I, I didn't fully understand what I was doing, but I knew that. I wanted to do these things with our kids mm-hmm. and, um, and that, you know, I never, I, I I don't think I ever not wanted to, um, show them, you know, I I didn't say just go do it, figure it out. No, I'm like, okay, let's, I want to show you mama's way. <laughs> you right.
0: Know?
2: Right. Because
1: I mean, we've seen, I forget that little song, you know, these little eyes are watching you, whatever, how, whoever sang yeah. that song yeah. and it was apparent to us, um, that they're watching us, and we've heard pastors say that you know sometimes the best Bible they could read is just watching you. You're yes. you're the only Bible sometimes people will see.
2: Right, and I I think I think when we were early married and and our first child was mimicking what I was saying while I was driving was was eye opening, <laughs> you know, because I was I'm an aggressive driver and I I'm God and I have been working on that for a while. And, um, so I would say this SOB word and then all of a sudden this child that was like not even close, well, she was close to a year would go SOB and yeah. I was going, Yeah, say, do I say that? And obviously I did because she was saying what mama was saying.
1: Yeah. Crazy. So it's, it's, you know, so it, it, it's there. And, and, you know, I think if as parents, if we don't think that we're responsible yeah. you know I mean really it it's up to us I mean especially the first you know they would say the brain is forming from age zero to age twenty five um you know and there's different stages of life but I you know age zero to seven even the Hebrew uh faith says listen you know give me that child for the first seven years and I can tr- and yes. and and they'll you know we basically and that and that's what's so profound about today and why we're why we do these podcasts is because our child's going to be listening to somebody. They're mm-hmm. going to be watching something. They're going to be listening to something. And what do we want them to hear? What do we want them to know? What do we want them to follow? Yeah. And if we're just turning on the TV or the radio or the, the social media, then we have to be protective. We have to be particular. We have to be intentional because, again, John 10 10 the devil is here to steal, kill, and destroy. And he does it any way he can. And so we're not. We're not um, taking it for granted that one year from now, five years from now, that anybody on TV, anybody anywhere else will be talking about what we're talking about, right. the basic things right. and be intentional, right? right. Because the enemy is being very intentional about well, creating oh, chaos yeah. and confusion about. They can't even talk about what gender this child is, right, to try to right. confuse
2: that. Yeah, and I, I also I think that that as a parent— I think the enemy also makes you want to go, Oh, I don't got time for that. Oh, it's so much work. Oh, but you know what? You just have to say, it is worth the work, even if you don't feel like it. Oh you need a bath. I'm tired. I just want to sit down. Well, no, I'm sorry. You didn't need to just push through the not wanting. I think as a parent, it's a it's a thing that you just say, I can't not want to not do anything. So you you can't you cannot give emotion. To, to things that you want and don't want to do. I think you have to erase that until the kids are older and are out of the home and then you can do what you want. But I think I think you just really need to say, doesn't matter if I want to do it, we're still gonna go and say your prayers. We're still mm-hmm. gonna we're still gonna go and do our bedtime ritual um and make sure that you're clean and that your teeth are brushed. Yes, I don't want to stand there and watch you brush your teeth again. But you know what? You need to. It's yeah. it's those little things that they feel loved out. Right. And, and then they learn to take care of themselves better because yeah. of these things.
1: And, and the, and you might hear that little voice. Oh, it doesn't matter. No big deal. Just send them to bed. You don't have to go up and, and it's so important to establish again, training, right. right And training then comes up with routines. Right. And this is just what we do. Right. You know, and there's not, just, there's he, just routines that we do. Uh, and I, cause I think I know our son Grant, he really liked the routine. Yes. He liked consistency. Right. He not used. OCD.
2: Not so OCD that like if if you teach them to clean something you leave it. I mean, you know, they clean it and then you just you praise them about it, but you don't go and re-clean it. And I know there's a lot of OCDs that will go and re-clean it. I mean, you can just maybe the next week you can shift it well, to a daughter cleaning that part or whatever. To train <laughs> them up to make it mama clean.
1: Is your room clean? Yeah. Is it mama clean? No. Well, guess what? Yeah. Mama clean and this is, and this is mama's way. And so, um,
2: but, but not, I don't want to be to that, no, to that way yeah. where, where it's frustrating because they can't reach it. it I can never I'm win not, or live up to mama's yes, expectations. I'm not saying, yeah. I'm not saying that I'm saying, you know, basic. Yeah, it's good clean. enough. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And to praise them again, you, we always want to, again, it's training them up and with routines. And again, why should you listen to more podcasts? Cause we're just scratching the surface, you know, oh, with, somewhere. we're going to go way deeper as, as time goes on. But, You know, God gives us this child and he expects us to do something that's going to help them make the world better than what the condition in which they found it in. And that's the same thing with with our children. No matter what your past is, we have this opportunity to do something better, do something different, 1% better a day. So it's it's not about being perfect. It's just knowing that we have a responsibility Because we only have them for so long. Mm -hmm. And then just because of hormones and teenagers and other influences, things come in. But boy, if we can really just spend these first seven years, if you would, just loving on them and encouraging them and showing them the routines and things they can do, then you much have a better time as time goes on.
0: Guys, if I could, I want to ask your opinion on, you know, you talk about training up the child. Excuse me, the Bible talks about training up the child for sure. But I I caught something in there that I thought was, was interesting. You were asking the question, where do we want them to be? Or who do we want them to be? And I find that to be an, an awesome road to go down because that's a statement of vision. And it, it means that we have a direction in mind or an outcome in mind that, you know, not an aspiration. Because I think if you had asked the question, what do you want them to do? That becomes an aspiration. We've got to be careful on that. But who do we want them to be? And, and I think for a lot of people, you know, they, they kind of know in the child training process, they kind of know what they don't want their kids to do. They know how to train them not to do certain things. But I think my my observation is that they often miss what are they training them for? So could you speak to that and just talk about the difference between, you know, training a child to not do something versus instilling in them something that's going to be more about who they're they're going to be? Because we all hear in life so much about don't do this, don't do that, don't do that. And I, you know, I suspect for a lot of kids, a lot of us who have grown up, maybe if we heard that too much, we we kind of felt a little paralyzed sometimes, kind of wondering. Well, what are we supposed to do and what are we supposed to be? So how do you navigate that balance? How do you see that as parents?
2: I think that you, we we always wanted our kids to be a productive, kind person ready to be in society that is helpful in society, not somebody that, you know, to be productive and to be a, a, a conscientious person that is, is good for the society that they live in and the, the place that they go. So I we would go, okay. Some of our kids are um, introverts. Some of them are extroverts. Some of them want to um, uh, laugh more. Other ones are more serious. So we would go with their bent, but we'd still train them to do right things. You know, like if you if you guys are arguing, we'd settle it and we apologize to each other and we hug each other. Um, you can still be, you know, like... Mulling it over in your head, but at least you're you're um, trying to mend it, and you, we don't like just let you just go off into a room and and not have to uh, apologize. Hugging to- it
1: out, yeah, hugging it out was part of the training. Mm-hmm. Yeah. that there was ways we treated each other, and yeah. there was ways that you could talk to my wife, and there's ways you could not talk to my wife, right. and there was ways you could treat each other, and there's ways you're not could treat each other, and so we really. You know, trying to, I mean, we did a class one time on winning the game called school. And it's like, it's intentional. Like, what do you want this child to be able to be? Now, here's, here, here's the, there's, there's a yes and no to this. Cause we thought, well, we'll just watch these donut man videos and listen to James Dobson and do all these things. And Hey, by the time our child's 18 years old, whoops, we'll have a perfect little robot that does whatever we say and just lives in now because once they hit, hit their hit puberty, they get a mind of their own. It's like where'd that come from? And so, but the thing is, you're sowing seeds. That's the big thing: is you're right. sowing seeds. You're building routines. You want you want an adult that is kind. Mm-hmm. You, I mean, they're and watching. Loves Jesus. You. Yeah, yeah. yeah, loves, loves that, Jesus. Yeah, that loves Jesus. That knows Jesus. That loves Jesus. That's kind. That respects their body. That respects others. They know their brothers and sisters are best friends. They watch how we treat our parents. So how do you treat elderly and senior citizens and treat others and what you say about them when they're around versus what you say about them? They're just watching you. Right.
2: And, and and acts of kindness, you know, like, oh well, <clears throat> when they got into high school it was like, Oh, are you going to, you know, take a, a gift to people? And so, you know, they had no money. So they would make popcorn and do popcorn bags for their friends and, mm-hmm. and some of the teachers and you know, it it it's training them to think of others and to to um take care of themselves too. I mean, it's simple things like, okay, this is how you clean out a sink. This is, this is how you do laundry. I mean, all my kids knew how to do laundry before they left the house. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because some of my kids when they were in college, all their friends asked them how to do laundry because nobody else knows how to do laundry yeah. or how to cook or anything. I mean, we had, we had, when the kids were bigger, we had, you, you, drew, you drew your name out of a hat and that night Whatever night you drew, we, that was the night you cooked. And so you would get me the information and I'd make sure you had your food and or I'd help you if you needed help, figure out what you want to make or use what we had. And so we incorporated the kids in adult things. I mean, you are going to be right. eating and cooking the rest and of you, your life. And so. you had a
1: responsibility because, again, we, we, I mean, I, not that I was always good at this, but um, I it realized, and again, um, with our first year – we weren't perfect at this with our first daughter. That's why your first kid, your practice kid, but we had a responsibility. And so, like Eileen said, there were six of us living in this house, and six of us were just as equally capable of cooking as anyone else. And so, I remember the day I broke up seven pieces of paper and I put, they thought we were drawing for Christmas presents or birthday presents. They were all like, woo! And then all of a sudden, like, Monday? What's Monday? That's the day you're cooking. Tuesday, and then that's the day you're cooking. And they had to cook and they had to clean and they had to follow recipes that that the family would eat. They couldn't make something that like, you just
2: couldn't wing it. You, you couldn't, couldn't just could I'm just
1: throwing ketchup on this. Stuff. Yeah. You couldn't do that. It had to had <laughs> to make your version <laughs> of jambalaya, which we had a son that would, he's like, I'm making jambalaya. Well, let's see what's in that yeah. jambalaya. It had to be user friendly. The yeah. Kitchen sink was yeah. in the
2: jambalaya.
1: Yeah. And leftovers didn't count. But But again, like Mrs. Ari, she doesn't like cooked carrots. You can't make her eat cooked carrots no matter what. So we're like, okay, it has to be user-friendly. So again, training them up intentionally, looking at things about this family, realizing that you're not the center of this family, child, that you're a welcome member of this family, that Jesus, you're the center of this family, but what can we do to work together? And whether it was, the, you know, we had God gave us two girls first, so, they were kind of the mini babysitters in training, but it was nice that they could go and get a help mama out. Go get the diaper bag, you know, walk, keep an eye on your sister. You know, when the boys came, then, then my firstborn son, Grant, he had not just one mom, he had three moms oh getting on him. Yes. But they were all, we were all, we all had a responsibility to look out for one another. And again, train up a child in the way they should go, you know, in the way that they're bent, like Mrs. Harvey had said. So, and and we learned that not all four children are the same.
2: Totally different.
1: And what worked, you know, our oldest child went to bed at 9 p.m., got up at 8, 9 a.m., and I'm like, great, this is easy.
2: We love that one. We can do
1: this. Yeah. Let's let's have another one. Mm-hmm. Well, Maymay came out, and boy. She didn't sleep through the night until she was three. Like three years, yeah. yeah. And, yeah she, was, and she wanted dad. So that, that was that's hard. a whole different type of training. And so what you use to train one child, I mean, you may have ten things in your family you want them to learn. Seven may be for everybody, but the the other three may be specifically to them. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Leah was the princess, so we had to know that if something was real to her, whether it was not real or not, we had to know. Okay, let's speak to this. And again, I think I learned a lot of this later than soon sooner than later in the in the game. You know, um, I just saw Leah yesterday. I'm just giving her hugs because like I want to make up for that time. But you know, then Grant comes. And Grant and boys are messy, so that's a different type of training.
2: Well, he was also very creative. He would make up new names for things, like the fly swatter was a fly spanker because it was they were yeah. getting spanked, even though I was killing them. And <laughs> They were getting the flies spanked. Were. <laughs> <laughs> so just you know, and he would we call him like. Like our eggs over medium, he he was like, well, it was like a fat belly. So we call them fat belly eggs. Yeah. You know, and so he changed a lot of our terminology because that's just the way his mind was. Right. You know. And, and, and training them again, we're not. <sighs> we're not trying to break them. We're well, trying to train them because everybody needs to do things, but they need. Sometimes you do them in your own creative way.
1: Yeah. I, I'm convinced that there are going to be many versions of you one way or another. Um, and there's good things about that. And there's can be bad things about that, so they're going to, you know, take on likeness. I think that's just part of how God wires us sometimes. But then they have a choice. Like there's things that my father had done that the way my father lived, and I'm like, I have that potential, but I don't have to be that person, you know. And and I think so. We have to be able to wisdom do that. But with with our children. We can't be stuck in, okay, you're going to do this at 18. You're going to go here. You're going to do this. You're going to do that.
2: Or or the whole, because your sister did it, you got to do it. No, 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 yeah. no. It, your kids are individuals. And as you, you can see, you can see, you know, I got a couple that kind of take after some of my, my bad parts. And so I can speak to that by saying, I've worked, I'm having to work on that because that's not very, it's not what I like about myself. And mm-hmm. I'm, I see that you kind of do a little bit like that. And so then, you know, that they can be aware of it sooner than it was with me because I had nobody yeah. to say, speak to that. My parents, they didn't really, didn't really say much about anything.
0: Guys, it's it's interesting. You quoted um, a very famous, obviously, and very well-loved passage of, of scripture earlier. I'll give you another one, too, that I'd love to get your take on. Um, so later on, Proverbs 19, 18 actually talks about um, disciplining your children for in that is hope do not be a willing party to their their death and I find that to be an interesting passage because just like train up a child you're not it's not optional we, we know that this isn't optional and what this what this verse is saying here is not only is it not optional but you know and, and by the way death is a, is a powerful word some virgins will say destruction or downfall or whatever the case may be but what they're what they're doing is sort of making this argument that this investment that we're making right here not only is it a privilege but it is a responsibility and when it's not done, it ultimately leads to to destruction. So there's some urgency about this, you know, for sure. Um, would you speak to that? And then I've got a question about, like, what do we do when we seem to be doing this and yet it's still not working? We need to talk about that tension as well because there's some parents out there that are going, man, we're in the thick of training right now and just need some encouragement and need some hope because, you know, it doesn't seem to be a correlation you know, right now between that, uh, you know, <laughs> between that latter part of the first verse that we quoted today, which is when they're old, they won't depart from this training. So why don't we start with the Proverbs 19, 18 one. Okay. Again, discipline your children for in that is hope. Do not be a willing party to their, their death. Your take on that. And, and how does that guide sort of the urgency and necessity of this, of this responsibility?
2: You know, that's, that's a big question. Um, we, we would address, I mean, we, they, there was consequences at our house. Um, we, things did not just get slipped by. They, they were dealt with and we would, we would talk about things. We, the communication with my kids can always ask us anything and believe me, I've gotten some questions, my goodness. Um, but I also think that, that they're, they're believing something. It's like, what, what do you believe in? Um, what, what do you think is good or bad about this? And why did you choose to do the things you did? Um, for example, my, my son Grant at one point, he was like, um, sitting in a circle in class and I was, I don't know what I was doing. I was there, um, volunteering or something. And all of a sudden he steps on this little boy's hands cause his hand is kind of by my son. And I'm like, well, what, what made you want to do that? He just was like, well, I wanted to see if it would hurt. <laughs> and so it was, just like, you can't do everything you think. And so we have to address, you know, when you're thinking of these things, maybe you think it further through the consequences, not just go, I, I wonder, so I'm going to do it. You know, maybe you need to think it through before you do any actions. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Grant was our research
1: and development. He's like, let's just see what happens if I say this to mom or this to dad. Grant was our son that <clears throat> thought, let's see what happens when I put my batting helmet on backwards and run backwards from from third to you know, to in, home plate.
2: In T-ball, yeah. In
1: T-ball. And, you know, as a dad, I'm like, are you kidding me? And the Lord said, just, hey, look at the coach. If the coach ain't saying anything, you need to be quiet, Dad. I, I think, again, training, intentional responsibility.
2: Consequences. Con- as parents. And talking about it. Yeah. We've talked about everything to, Get, see, where the, to see where their mind was. Because a lot of times it's, it's not out of trying to be malicious. Mm-mm. It's out of a hurt heart or, you know, and then sometimes we would say, you know, talk about the shoes that these other people might be wearing that we're not aware of, because usually hurt people will hurt people. So you you're like, okay, well that person you know, maybe that's not from a good home,
1: right? And and again, each day is going to be spent getting stronger or getting weaker. And I think what that verse was saying in 19, as far as leading to their demise or their death, is simply that we don't speak up, we're not active, we think it's somebody else's job, we don't really see take responsibility. And helping this child learn and being engaged in what they do, um, and so I think knowing that every day is 24 hours to get stronger, to get closer to God, to grow our spirit, to bo- grow our soul, to grow our body. We say, make it green grass strong, right? Make right. do things that are your friends. Mm-hmm. And so we, so we don't, we're not promised tomorrow. No. We we don't necessarily. Yesterday is gone. Mm-hmm. So as a parent, what can I do with this little one or this child even today? to help grow this relationship intentionally. You know, and and today we send our kids texts, we tell them we love them, we give them hugs, but yet we're still trying to sew in this thing intentionally so that we're growing, at least as it's at least as it's up to me and my responsibility, that I help my children feel strong to live strong and be strong versus because if I don't, if I withdraw from that, then weakness is the only other option. And we don't I, want that to happen either.
2: No. And I think we also did things like when The commercials came on, we debunked the commercials. No, visas not for everything. That's what they're telling you, but visa's not for everything. Mm -hmm. And then there'll be stuff and it was like, I'm like, this is a drug. Let's listen to the side effects. Do you want these side effects? So I mean, we speak to it. We don't just even gosh, even Disney stuff. We would Mm -hmm. just go, No, do you see that this is not right? That this girl is acting wrong. So we just we talked. To all these actions that are being fed to our kids, we didn't just let it come in and just not address it we and I know it's kind of weird, but we we addressed it all so that yeah. they could be wise consumers and and make choices not be programmed by other sources.
1: yeah and whether it was movies we'd say you, as they got older, you know because the Holy Spirit's there mm-hmm. is Jesus gonna watch this movie with you? Yeah you know and have, have them always be conscious that God is there with them yes. and God is watching. And so that's I think to to wrap up this little part of this is, you know, that every day is an opportunity to become weak or to become strong, and what is my role in helping my child become strong?
0: Guys, what and- do you what do you say to the 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 parent out there that maybe is feeling discouraged right now and um, you know, is is you know, intent on living these verses out but at the same time is just heartbroken, you know, their kids away from God, maybe a prodigal, whatever the case may be. And uh you know, I, I, I know the simple answer is, is this is a long game for sure, but, you know, just speak from your heart and maybe if you have a story or two of, of some times where you felt like that and felt discouraged, um, what can you offer the listener?
2: I think you got to pray. I think you got to pray for them. Um, when, especially in the midst of it, it's just like, try not to be, uh, try to just pray for them. And, and, uh, another thing that we, we learned is that you see them as God sees them. Don't see them as in their action that they're doing right now. See them how God sees them and God sees them so much better and stronger than, than what they are right now, right? What they're doing right now is a phase, you know, walk with them in it, pray for them. Um, don't, you know, I don't, I don't think you need to be codependent. I'm not saying codependency. I'm just saying, you know, that the consequences of life are hard and you love them through it, but you you don't take necessarily the consequences away from them. They still have to walk through the consequences. Um, yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, You know, again, when we're training a child, we're getting the download from God, from his word. and saying, okay, I'm going to apply this the best I can. Mm-hmm. You know, we'd ask, our kids would ask a question and we'd say, I don't know. We may have a different answer in five years. Um, we'd say, you know, do you want my blessing or permission? So we tried to really let God's whisper in one ear and our behavior be because each child was different. But, you know, that realize depending on what the age of the child is, it's not the end of the world. Um, and the story is not over with. This is just a chapter, in, you know, in their life and we have God's promises. So, you're gonna say, Mrs. Oh,
2: I was just gonna say an, an example is we went we went to like a, a a hotel for the weekend. There was like a seminar going on, and I didn't double check everybody's bags, and they were just I want to say Grant was like maybe seven. Anyways, he didn't bring any shoes, so we would walk. We went and we're like, we're not gonna go back and get any. You are walking around in your socks, so mm-hmm. we he walked around in socks. We went to the mall. We went out to dinner, and he had to wear socks. And you know what? He doesn't forget his shoes. Mm-mm. No, but but it was the consequences. It was one of those easy consequences that that he's like, "Whoa, yeah. the Consequences are not fun, but it wasn't a dangerous consequence. But it was a consequence, and we just had to roll with that, saying, "No, we're not going to go buy you shoes or rescue you from this. You're going to wear your stuff."
1: Yeah. After we had said, put all this here, yeah. And so I th- like even if as our kids got older we really had to allow them to go through the pain that their choices, um, again, you know, that, that would create, I mean, we protected them, but it was like, I remember having conversations as the kids got older and their older teens saying, listen, I'm, I, you know, I'm not doing you any favors by bailing you out of this again. I'm not doing any favors by trying to make the landing of your choices, make it any soft and easier. that, if I if I don't remove myself from the situation and la- and allow God to take you through whatever needs you go through to learn this lesson, then I'm being disobedient to God. So you know, done. This is we're not doing this anymore. And and, and again,
2: depends on the child, you know, because right. everybody and that makes. But this isn't this isn't something. This isn't a consequence that's going to hurt them or they're going right. to bleed but, or anything. But it just may be a financial consequence. Yeah, thought, they need
1: to say no, and this mm-hmm. is it. You know, freedoms. You have the freedom to choose, but you don't have the freedom from the consequences of that choice. Mm-hmm. And we and we tried to train—because, again, it wasn't a lack of knowledge that as our children got older. They knew whether it came to, should I pray or not pray? Should I, you know— Even um, brush
2: my teeth. Brush my teeth or not brush my teeth. Yeah. Make
1: my bed. They, they knew what mom and dad ex- expected from them. And so as far as to a parent who's struggling with this— you need to look at your own self and say, okay, am I not getting enough sleep?
2: Am I not am I taking care of myself? Yeah. Is it, it a bigger deal? Or right. Not a bigger deal.
1: Is, is my battery charged basically emotionally, physically, spiritually, because you have to stay strong and you have to be ready to be ready to, to engage each morning, but take, take this battle if you would 24 hours at a time. Don't, don't think, oh, the next five years, the next ten years. Oh yeah, you you're, gotta, you're 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 li- you you're living in the moment. You live really in the do. moment for the next twenty four hours. Can I get A, B, and C done? Can we pray? Can we have peace? Speak life over them. Affirm them. Catch them in doing things right. Make sure they know unconditionally how much you love them, and just commit to that every day. That's what, if someone's struggling. I mean, I get it. We struggle too, but. What does God say about this? I mean, even like, you know, we just had an election and it's like, okay, what do we do? God's like, nothing. Just keep doing what I told you to do. You know, you can't, you can't change people necessarily, but you can just keep loving them and and kindness leads to repentance. You know, you have the freedom to choose, but you don't have the freedom of those consequences and just be there to support that. Our children always know we love them, but sometimes we don't support those things that they say and do. Yeah.
0: Guys, that's such great wisdom. I, I love especially just the idea, the reminder of taking the one day at a time. I think that's so important. There's so many that I think get paralyzed and they get so discouraged because all they can see is, like you said, the five years from now or whatever, and just taking that one day at a time. Because the reality is, is we all have bad days as parents. And next day could be a great day, couldn't it? So so cool. Well, if if you're out there trying to connect with Dr. Joe and Eileen, of course, visit spinegeek.com. You can find all of the links for their social media channels um, there and learn more about their chiropractic practice. And we thank you for giving us 30 minutes. We will catch you next time for another episode of Nature Makes the Rules. Thanks for listening.